Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and curious individuals. And I say that with the utmost respect as always. Welcome to another episode of Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. And I am pleased to be joined by our very special guest today, Jivanjot Kaur, a senior product manager at ServiceNow. How are you today, Jivanjot? I'm doing good, Chuck. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about our session today. It's a pleasure. Have you been on a podcast before? No, this is my first time. Okay, well, it's a lot like Zoom, but there's no camera. So <laughs> just have a conversation. <laughs> I both for me. <laughs> You're among friends. Don't be nervous. It's all good. So welcome to Breakpoint. Before we begin, I always like to get to know our guest. You and I have not met in person. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Of course. Like you said, I'm a senior product manager with the platform team at ServiceNow. I have roughly eight years of total industry experience with more than five years here at ServiceNow. Interestingly, I started my career here as a developer, and I've been part of launching many great, great products here at ServiceNow. Um, you might have heard of Guided Tours. Yes. I was on the end for that one, and we built it from scratch. I love <laughs> Guided Tours. <laughs> I'm glad. I actually built the the designer, the one of the first iterations of the designer. So I'm very proud of that one as well. Oh, wonderful. Guided tours. What else have you been involved with? I've been involved in a lot of products. Like uh, um, I started with store and I worked on the document viewer itself, like the service not document viewer that you have. And I have done a few projects in Integration Hub as well. So yeah, I've had my hands full. Nice. And and you're currently in charge of, was it ATF, Automated Test Framework? Yes. Now I'm a part of the product management team. Uh, I take care of uh, Automated Test Framework and upgrades. And that's how I continue my passion of building great products for our customers. You are an important person when it comes to making our admins and developers happy. Because the easier we can make our upgrades the faster they get to value and all the cool new toys. And yeah, that's just what makes us happy. It's developers. We, we want to use the cool new toys. <laughs> when, you're, when you're not at work, what do you enjoy doing? In my free time, you will almost always find me with a book reading in some corner. Um, that's that, that free time has been a little tough to find since the lockdown and COVID. Um, interestingly, I've taken an interest to in cooking now. I love recreating my mom's recipes. It it makes me feel like I'm home even when I'm so far away. <laughs> what kind, give me give me your favorite recipe? What do you like making? What's your specialty? Oh, specialty. Um so I'm not sure if you if you've ever had a biryani before. It's a it's a very it's a very important delicacy here in Hyderabad and I've uh, taken a few iterations and I'm getting close to perfect for that. So I'm really proud of that one. That's not my mom's recipe, but Still, I would say that's my that's my favorite. I'm going to write that down, and the next time I can find it, I'm going to try it, and then hopefully I'll be able to come visit and we can compare notes. That's yes. uh, oh, you're making me hungry. <laughs> I'm really hungry now. But it's dinner time here, so I'm in a tougher spot than you are. <laughs> well, then I won't keep you, so we can get back to cooking. <laughs> you mentioned books. You have a you have a particular genre or author you like to read. Well, I am uh, very eclectic when I when it comes to my book choices. Uh, as a child, I started with a lot of uh, uh, Agatha Christie's and, uh, you know, The Famous Five. Uh, 
I have switched to classics as an adult and I'm developing a taste for nonfiction as well. I'm reading this book called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. And it's, it's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Wonderful. Sounds like fun. Sounds like, and, and we all seem to have, in some sense, we have more time on our hand because we're not commuting to work and we get to work from home. But on the other hand, that time all got sucked up by doing more work. We're working more and I'm, I'm not used to doing chores, but like you have to do that now, don't you? <laughs> I, I usually you know, put a load of laundry on between Zoom meetings or something. <laughs> Oh, you multitask, Chuck. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try to hold up my end of the bargain in this marriage. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's turn, since that was a fairly sad segue to business, but we'll get to business. Tell me, what what challenges have customers faced with upgrades to ServiceNow in the past? Sure. Um, uh, in my opinion, I think the biggest challenge with upgrades today is the lack of visibility. Um, upgrades are a big deal and our customers spend a lot of time planning and preparing for them. But even after that planning, there is, there is apprehension and, you know, there is uh, ambiguity that you won't get to see the impact of impact that upgrade is going to have on your instance until you go ahead and actually upgrade it. And there's also ambiguity around uh, the time and the resources that you need to invest to carry out that upgrade right from planning to completion. And what does that investment look like? How long would you estimate customers spend doing their upgrades prior to the goodness we're going to talk about coming out in Paris? <laughs> so that's a that's a tricky one. Uh, let me give it a shot in answering that. Uh, so the total upgrade time for any customer, it really depends on a lot of factors. So it it really varies considerably from customer to customer. Um, the closer you are to out-of-the-box stuff, your upgrades are easier and you don't need to spend a lot of time on your uh, post-upgrade activities as well. Uh, and the overall upgrade process duration also depends on whether you're doing manual or automated automation testing to test your upgrade. And uh, for a lot of our customers, the resources that are responsible for upgrades are usually often the same ones that are responsible for the development activities as well. Uh, so that also does affect the timeline uh, a little bit. Um, but if I was to give you a ballpark figure, I'd say uh, an average customer spends roughly four to six weeks on their upgrades, which itself is a massive improvement from what what they what they used to spend until a couple of years ago. Right. I was hearing three to six months, which is why a lot of customers would say, I'm only going to do this once a year. I can't afford my entire development team spending time on upgrades and not moving us forward. The... Um, the other thing that I hear a lot from customers is it sounds like we're giving them a mixed message to say, no, stick with the applications out of the box. But yet we're saying we're a development platform and we want you to extend and expand. And to that end, the applications that are provided by ServiceNow, ITSM, ITOM, I, you know, any of the ITX or HR or CSM applications, yes, if you, if you start customizing those and you know, modifying dictionary attributes and all this other stuff, you can run into potential upgrade problems. On the flip side of that coin, being a development platform, there's best practices that we have published on the developer portal to help you avoid upgrade issues. Because in a, in a real sense, if you're making a custom application, everything is custom. Now, obviously, upgrading, we won't send you a new 
script include to overwrite the one you wrote, because that's not possible if you're doing a scoped app or whatever. It's it's going to be, is your script include stable enough? Are you using the right APIs? Are you doing things in a pragmatic approach to protect yourself against upgrade issues in the future? And we've got those technical best practices published. So we want you to build applications. We want you to take the ones we've got out of the box and extend them much like I did as a customer back in 2009, 2010, whatever it was, when I took ITSM and extended it and made a separate application, it used the CMDB, but that application still runs 10 years later. It's made it through every upgrade, which I think is now about 20 or so upgrades, I thought was phenomenally amazing since I didn't know what I was doing back then, but I didn't do anything crazy like DOM manipulation or or stuff like that. So that was that was a bit off of our intended question and answer list, but I just wanted to put that in there since we are talking about upgrades and custom applications are very important, uh, a piece to keep in mind when you're doing upgrades. ATF, you got you to include that in the upgrade process because you want to make sure that your, uh, your application is robust enough and test enough to make it to production, but also to the next release. That's That's one of those... I, I look at ATF as kind of like a, uh, you know, a savings account. <laughs> if you invest a little bit every time, it pays off big dividends. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I absolutely agree with you there. While we we encourage, uh, we give the customers the freedom to do their customizations. But I think one of the great things about ServiceNow is that we innovate at such a fast rate with uh, with every release that. You know, possibly a few years down the line, I see you having no need to customize because we give you everything that you can possibly do out of the box. You are a visionary young woman. (laughs) (laughs) To do that, you need to upgrade. And that's where I fit in. Nice. Uh, All right. Let's talk about where where you did a lot of your work in the last year or so. What does Paris get us that makes upgrades so much better? Oh, Paris, Paris. Paris is a landmark release when it comes to upgrades. Uh, We are introducing a new game-changing platform capability called the Upgrade Center. It's a one-stop shop for all things upgrades, and we've tried to address a lot of the challenges that our customers face with upgrades with with this new product. Uh, With Upgrade Center, we are providing customers with new tools and deeper insights into upgrades, so they can plan, manage, and navigate their upgrades uh, like, like they've never been able to do before. Let me give you a little bit of a sneak peek into what these different features are. Ooh, uh, I'm, all, I'm all for that. In case anybody wants to see this done, Tech Now episode 79, which will be coming out either just before or just after. I got to look at the calendar. Uh, but we'll, we'll cross-reference that in the, in the reference link so that you can watch Upgrade Center in action during that presentation. I know this is audio only, so there's no demos, no PowerPoints, no update sets, but uh, we'll we'll talk you through it. Some of the really cool stuff that I've seen. Let's start with the first and the biggest feature of Upgrade Center that's called the Upgrade Preview. Now, what Upgrade Preview lets you do is to do an impact assessment on your instance without actually upgrading it. Simply choose the release version that you want to preview and we will generate a prediction of what we think your skipped items would look like if you decide to upgrade to that particular version. You can do this assessment for multiple release versions and make an informed choice on which version you would like to upgrade to. 
it's it's literally like looking into the future and i'm sure all our customers are going to drive a lot of value from these insights <laughs> but the catch to that is you have to be on paris to use the preview feature so it's not going to help you get to paris but once you're on paris going forward that's why you know we titled the the tech now make your next upgrade easier <laughs> so, <laughs> there is a little bit of a hook in there Absolutely. We would have loved to uh, make it uh, uh, a thing that you can use for your Paris upgrades. But unfortunately, just just go through that first upgrade to Paris. And then after that, your life is going to be easier. I, I promise you. All right. We talked about the preview. What's some of the other goodness we've got? Well, get ready to get your mind blown. <laughs> we've also added brand new capabilities in Upgrade Summary Report. Uh, now you can see your skips not only classified by priority, but also by which application or product they belong to and whether that skipped item resulted from a code change or not. Oh, nice. More with information that, is better, right? Absolutely. And with that additional information, you can have more targeted resource planning because you now know not only how many resources you will need to resolve your skips, but also what the skill set of those resources should be. For example, if you have more skips in the ITSM product than any other product, you will have ITSM resources looking at those skips. And if the skip is tied to a code change, you will have probably a developer looking at resolving it, as opposed to if it's a, if it's a non-code related skip that doesn't really require expertise with coding. So you really um, pinpoint and target your resource planning in there. And I think we've also got um, a visual task board involved to help people organize what needs doing and what what has been done. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so with the visual task board, uh, we give you a new way to manage your skips. We take your skips, we convert them into tasks, and we add them to an upgrade visual task board. You can access this right from within your upgrade summary report. And then, uh, like Chuck, you said, you can use that VTB to assign these tasks to individuals, resolve them right from within the VTB, and you can track the progress of your skip, skips resolution. And one of the other things that I really like about the Paris release is that what changes you, what not just what changes you make to... The, the underlying configurations and customizations, but the the decisions you made about those. So as you're moving the, the tasks around on the VTB and you say, we're going to revert this one, we're going to merge this one, we're going to keep that. Those decisions are now all captured in an update set as well. So that metadata about the decisions you take is captured. Then when you get to prod and you upgrade prod and you say, hey, let's run the upgrade again. It says, well, you know, you already made these decisions. That's still right. You don't have to do all that decision making again and say, revert, skip, 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 <laughs> all of that over. What a time saver. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe that, like you said, it's going to save our customers a lot of time. You know, they don't have to do that manual manual effort of duplicating all that skip resolutions from one instance to the another because uh, many times your skips tend to fall uh, to a couple of hundred to maybe even a thousand records. And it's I, I'd rather use that time to do something else, honestly. <laughs> I think we all would. <laughs> <laughs> are, are there any other features you'd like to spotlight in Paris? Well, uh, there are a couple of uh, uh, helpful links and resources that we have embedded into preview and summary. 
uh, like release notes, problems, and known errors that give you more information about the release that you are previewing or the release that you've updated to. We also show you your ATF test percentage results. So you can, you know, assess the health and upgrade readiness of your instance and get the numbers to a desired baseline level before you decide to upgrade. Who is this targeted? Who's the, who's the main benefactor, the primary persona that we're targeting these features to? You know, uh, since Upgrade Center spans uh, a breadth of, uh, breadth of stages in the upgrade process, uh, there is not a specific persona that we have targeted. There, uh, like, uh, there won't be one, uh, in one role or one persona that's going to benefit from it the most. It caters to different personas that are involved in various stages of the upgrade. For example, uh, upgrade preview is useful to program and process managers who are responsible for evaluating or planning mm -hmm. an upgrade, and also to administrators who can use the skip list predictions to prepare for that upgrade. Similarly, the, the additional insights in upgrade summary and, and the new VTB board, they're useful to administrator, developers, and implementers alike who are responsible for managing, executing, and tracking all the post-upgrade activities. I'd really say it's a, it's a wholesome application. There's something in it for everyone. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Yep. <laughs> Take it out on Friday night and play along. The, uh, uh, we've been in early access for a few weeks as, as of the time of this recording. What's been the feedback so far on Upgrade Center? Oh, Chuck, we've received so much positive responses from our customers. Uh, Upgrade preview has been loved equally by everyone. Uh, and words like game changer have been used to describe it. Uh, customers love that they can get a feel of their customizations in the upgrade summary report and uh, with the new application and the code, no code breakdowns. We've also got feedback that uh, VTB is going to make resolving skipped records so much easier. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the customers in a demo actually was very ecstatic to know that they don't have to do that extra work to migrate their skips between instances. Uh, they were using fixed scripts to do all that work for them earlier, but now there is zero extra labor involved to do that. Uh, the feedback overall has been very positive and overwhelming, and I can't wait for Paris to be GA so Upgrade Center reaches out to, to more customers. Looking forward, I know you, you don't have to specify timelines and product releases. What are some of the things that we can look forward to uh, in future upgrades to Upgrade Center? That was a bit odd to say, but it, I think that's what we need. <laughs> well, that'd be interesting, right? Upgrading the Upgrade Center. <laughs> what, what's on the roadmap? How's that? <laughs> we really want to give you more insights about, uh, uh, about your instance so that uh, you are... Uh, as ready to uh, have a successful upgrade as possible. So possibly an integration uh, uh, with HealthScan, um, possibly, uh, um, possibly a feature that lets you view your customizations so, so you can start managing them uh, even before they become skipped records. So, so a lot of things that, that are gonna help you uh, in having a faster and a more confident upgrade. A lot of exciting things on the way. Are you directly involved with HealthScan or is that something like you mentioned you would be looking to do an integration with that? I am not. There is a different team that, that okay. manages it, but we, we definitely do have a two-way integration with them. I may have to get on the, the phone with them and have a discussion. for Just for quick reference for the listener, HealthScan is a way to do 
uh, sort of sanity checks to see if anything is at risk for upgrades or performance or a number of different metrics and and give you an, uh, a measured outcome. And that can help tell you the risk of upgrades or customizations. The uh, it, it really tells you the health of your instance. It's It's been in the works quite literally for years. I was originally involved with an early release internally back in like 2013, and it's it's slowly making its way into the public. But we, it, with an, a tool like that, we would be able to do a wonderful integration and say, hey, not only preview this upgrade and what it means to what I've done to this instance, but what have I, what, those changes I've made to this instance, how durable, how impactful are they going to be uh, before and after the upgrade? So HealthScan is is something that's on the horizon. I believe we can launch it within service now against a customer instance on, on demand. I, I'd have to, again, have a conversation with those people. But just for those people who've never heard that term before, uh, it is something to be aware of as we go forward. All right. As a developer, we're talking to developers. I want to know, was there anything particularly challenging about building out Upgrade Center that that you feel very good that we did this. It was it was tough. We knew it would be valuable. Or I mean, I'm I'm shooting in the dark. I have no idea what answers. Or just something that was fun. Any interesting stories you'd like to share? Uh well, uh, you know what? The whole brainstorming and uh, planning exercise for even coming up with with the features for Upgrade Center that was that was such a good learning experience uh, and challenging too because. Uh, you know, uh, a, a product like Upgrade Center is something that's that has universal appeal. It's not like a specific set or type of customers really benefit from it. All our customers can benefit from it. So really uh, coming up with solutions that address uh, uh, address the problems of customers despite their um, um, despite the kind of industry they're in and the kind of size they have. Um, you know, at ServiceNow, we have so many customers and all of them have their unique implementations and processes. And as a result, everyone has their own challenges and pain points when it comes to upgrades as well. So doing that right research, understanding the core of these pain points to come up with a solution that that has a universal appeal, so to say, and addressing those difficulties. I think that, that was a very fun exercise. I could see and that I- as being challenging because we've got customers who've been on the platform for 15 years who had a whole different set of requirements, some that have gone through a re-implementation schedule, some that have are just starting out in the last few months that, that went, oh, we were we started on you know, New York, we went to Orlando, or we're skipping Orlando, go to right to Paris. That that would be phenomenal to try and think about all those use cases that you've got to hit. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's not just just the type of customers, right? Uh, the upgrade process itself like spans so many stages. So looking at the what the challenges are per stage also was was a different challenge in itself. And uh, and since you mentioned developers, uh, I would also like to say that that implementing the the skip list prediction piece of upgrade preview that was that was uh, uh, an engineering uh, that's an engineering uh, wonder. Uh, it w- it was challenging. Uh, <laughs> we had to put a lot of work into it. 
but at the end of it uh, the team um, you know put a lot of effort into designing and implementing it and i'm really proud of the product that we have now that's what i was looking for <laughs> that's <laughs> the, the, the cool stuff that happens behind the scenes that most people just go yeah it's a ui action or oh that was a neat list that came up oh you have to recognize the fun that went into building those things sometimes oh absolutely absolutely it's like you know uh, giving you giving you insights into something that you don't have uh and also the 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 fun integrations that we had with so many places like we have a lot of integrations with hi to get you details about uh say the versions that you can upgrade to and if you've scheduled an upgrade we we want to give you that information right within the product so you don't have to go to like five different places to to get an information about what's happening with your instance and you know what's on the horizon what's coming up very nice i've got a number of uh instances on Paris early access that I'm eagerly looking to get upgraded. So I want to use Upgrade Center from one Paris release to another. And now that I've got the early access on there, I've got my first step or my first toehold in there. I'm I'm going to be able to use it. Let's turn to ATF. You're a cook. You like to bake with different recipes. And one of your one of your recipes is automated test framework. It's been around for a few years. Is there anything new and exciting in Paris you'd like to spotlight? Absolutely. Uh, for pa- Paris, we've made some significant improvements in ATF. Uh, we have implemented uh, versioning and indexing for the custom UI step category. Uh, what it really does is it helps you improve your test building experience when there are duplicate components present on the page. Uh, so for example, if you're on a custom UI and there are uh, say four buttons that say order now, uh, before Paris, ATF really had a difficulty in determining, are you trying to click on the first order now? Or are you trying to click on and the second And it wasn't order? always right either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it wasn't. So, so we have addressed that. Uh, with indexing, uh, we help you locate and interact with the desired component. And versioning uh, was put in place to, to not essentially break any existing tests that that relied on the previously flawed algorithm. So nothing breaks if you have been using uh, 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 an incorrect quote-unquote component. But starting now, uh, when you build new tests, uh, you'll be able to pinpoint to the exact component. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the second res- enhancement is with respect to the page inspector feature. Uh, the landing module for page inspector has been improved to broaden the scope of pages that are supported you can now use the page inspector to launch uh, to launch it on a number of different page types like uh, standard ui your forms and list service portal ui pages and and any custom url itself we have also added to the ever expanding library of quick start tests with Paris, you have access to more than 600 uh, ready-made tests available out of the box. Wow! So for customers that, that really do a lot of customizations, they can, they can start using quick start tests to jumpstart on their automation testing and do not having to build tests from scratch. The other one I found nice from a usability standpoint is when you're, uh, I believe it's on a custom page, if you're dragging the... Uh, the cursor, I forget what that crosshairs is called, but when you when you put that on there, it's now a little more user-friendly when you do something you shouldn't. Like, hey, you can't drop that there. You're, you're not going to be able to test that. It's in an iframe or something of that nature. So I, I thought that was nice. From a usability standpoint, there have been some improvements too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, you're building a test and uh, uh, 
the cursor is not dragging somewhere. We don't want to leave you confused on why that's not happening. Is it something you did? Is it something wrong with the platform? So we're trying to give you exact reasons of why it's not working. Okay, before we go, what's the one thing you want the listener to know about upgrades that you just, you know, this is the one that you underline. <laughs> what, is, what is it you're passionate about? You know, Chuck, I've been with ServiceNow since 2014. Um, and I've been here both in the capacity of a developer and a product manager. And what I found consistent in all my experience here is that is ServiceNow's value system, uh, our commitment to deliver new innovation and solve problems for our customers with every release, and, um, um, and really upgrades becomes very critical in that process to, uh, to stay current and uh, uh, get all the value out of these, out of these uh, innovations that we are doing. And for doing that, customers ideally should be upgrading at least once a year. And uh, that doesn't happen uh, right now as much as we'd like to, because we understand uh, upgrades are challenging. So what I'm passionate about is making that upgrade uh, easier for our customers so that customers are excited about the uh, idea of upgrading and not scared. And uh, they are, they're more confident into going on an upgrade. So they know that, hey, I, I know what I'm getting into and I know how to fix that. So uh, really, uh, I want to make that experience better for our customers. Um, and Upgrade Center is our latest endeavor in that area. And um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we're going to continue improving in that area. Wonderful. With, with you at the helm, I see no end of <laughs> improvements that uh, the customer can look forward to. Thank you very much for joining us today, Jiv and Jot. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks. Thank you for having me here. Before we leave, is there any way you'd like to let the listener to get in touch with you in case they have questions or suggestions or express their gratitude? <laughs> well, all gratitudes are welcome. Uh, you can reach out to me directly uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, I'll, I'll share my ID with you and uh, we can share it out to customers. And uh, if you have any questions or want to learn about upgrades or ATF, uh, you can reach out to your respective uh, account managers or solution consultants, and we'll be happy to set up time to answer any of your queries. Perfect. Thank you again so much for joining me, Jeevanjot, and all the hard work you and your team put into upgrades in ATF. Hope to talk to you again real soon on Breakpoint. All right. Thank you, Jack. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. Hey.